Welcome back, everyone, to Highlighted and All Sports Culture Podcast. I'm Kurt and joined by Sam. No Sully because he's a bitch. Uh, I'm just kidding. I think he's in Florida for his brother's wedding, so it's a valid excuse. Uh, but anyway, we're here. We're talking NFL. We're talking some Carson Wentz. We're talking some trades that could happen. We're talking J.J. Wah. We're talking all things NFL. You know, that's kind of the, what we do here on the podcast. But we'll start, like I said, with the Carson Wentz deal because – as I was telling Sam before the podcast, I had no idea this happened until like two hours after, but I was uh, pretty shocked that it happened. Um, but Carson Wentz is now an Indianapolis Colt. I've been saying that this should happen for a long time now, and I'm glad it happened. Uh, I'm still kind of on the Carson Wentz believer train. If you haven't listened to anything on this podcast, I've obviously been saying I think Carson Wentz can still be a starter in this league, and I did think he was the better option over Jalen Hurts. Um, but Philadelphia, obviously, what happened last year, they went in the other direction. They're, as of now, I think they're keeping Hurts, but who knows if they're going to draft the quarterback with the sixth pick, if they're going to do something else. But as of now, Jalen Hurts is the guy. But, Sam, I think you have the trade details up, so if you kind of want to tell everyone what exactly was going on with the trade, go ahead. All right. So the Eagles traded Carson Wentz to the Colts in exchange for a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second that can turn into a first-round pick. Uh, in order for it to turn from a second-round pick into a first-round pick, in the 2021 season, Wentz has to play at least 75% of snaps, or he has to play at least 70% of snaps, and the Colts make the playoffs. So, essentially, it'll probably be a first-round pick, likely, would you assume so? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, obviously, that's for the fact that Wentz has had injury issues in his career. But I think there's only been one year in his career that he hasn't played 70% of snaps. Uh, I think that was in 2018 when he had the back injury. We'll go uh, with it. I, I think it was that year. Um, but so he shouldn't make it based on like previous history. Um, but I guess I'll start with my initial takeaway from this trade. Um, I like it for both sides. And I know a lot of people are saying that the Colts fleeced. And I don't understand how people are saying that now when for the entire narrative for the past month and a half has been Carson Wentz is a train wreck. What a joke. You're not going to get anything out of him. And then obviously you're hearing that the bears are offering a first round pick and the Colts are offering a first round pick. And everyone's like, Oh, so he's returning value. And now apparently people think this is a good trade, like in that mindset, I guess. Um, even though initially I thought they weren't going to get any value for him. I thought they were going to trade him with a pick to get rid of his contract because he had that much of a train wreck of a year. Um, but I think as of right now, the Eagles are the ones that, on the better side of the deal because they are getting a lot more short-term benefit um, because they just completely soured that situation with Wentz. But for the Colts, this is just a very, how can I say this? It's like the best situation for high risk, low reward. 
Is that a weird way of putting it? Do you mean high reward, low risk? No. High risk, low reward. Because if they're trading a third and a two, okay? If you don't think by like week nine, they'll know that Wentz isn't their guy. Do you think they'll know? Yeah, I mean, if anything, it's earlier. And then they pull him for Eason. That's what you do. My boy, Jacob. And you traded two twos or two day two picks, whatever. Just bite the bullet, move on. And I think it's a good it's a good risk to take. And a lot of people are misunderstanding that, oh, they're taking on Wentz's contract and all that. No, they're paying him like 20 mil per year for the next three years. And if he's playing at the level that he was playing for the past couple of years before this season, you definitely take that, especially in this quarterback market. You 100% take that. So I like this deal for both sides. Obviously, um, as of right now, I think the Eagles are the winners. I, I hate doing winners, losers as of right now because we don't know how this how these are going to pan out. But um, the Eagles got a lot more short-term benefit. But obviously, Carson Wentz is going back to Frank Reich, who he had his most success with in his MVP caliber season. So maybe he can turn him around. Yeah, I'll say this. Um, I think Carson Wentz, I've been saying it for a long time now, is still capable of being a good quarterback in this league. Look solely at last year, and obviously it wasn't good, but you look at everything he's done before that, and I've said this multiple times, and I'll continue expressing it. He was arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league from like a top seven or eight standpoint. He was very good. Um, and then obviously the 2017 year, I think it was, he was 11 and two and was going to win MVP if it wasn't for the injury. So they, he has that upside and he's been fantastic in this league. And I think people are focusing too much on what happened last year. And by no means am I saying that it wasn't terrible because it was, but I'm not going to allow one year to solely dictate what I think about this guy overall. I think that he can still be good and look, we are the number one bashers of Phil Rivers on this podcast, as we should be. He has no zing, and he led this Colts team to the playoffs, and it was a very good team for them. What was it, 11-5 they went? 11-5 they went. Um, if Carson Wentz can't make the playoffs, that's all I'm setting for him. He just has to make the playoffs. If he can't even get to that, there's a huge issue because I would hope to think that Carson Wentz is a much better um, solution than – Philip Rivers is obviously Philip Rivers. We saw what he was this year and it wasn't good. And, you know, even though they did make the playoffs, I'm expecting more from Carson Wentz. Uh, like you said, you know, Carson Wentz, I think it's a good trade for both sides. Cause I'll say this for the Indianapolis Colts. I was just praising. It. I think Carson Wentz is still very good. And if you can get what you got from him out of 2017 and other years, it's the best kind of move they could do from a quarterback perspective uh, standpoint. And I think that it could work out very well for them. As for the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously if they had their mind set up that Carson Wentz was not going to be their guy, which obviously what we saw today and what we've seen from the rumors in the past couple of weeks, it was evident and it was known that that was the case. Um, if, if, you know, I'm trying to think of what I was going to say. Um, I, I just think that from the Colts perspective, you're getting that guy back. And then for the Eagles, you're giving up this guy that was a train wreck of a guy last year. And if it wasn't, if it was apparent that he wasn't your guy, you trade him to the Indianapolis Colts and you're getting a second and a third back. And like you said, Sam, that second can be a one. 
So I think, you know, Adam Schefter said this really well. He was on SportsCenter earlier today. He said it works out fine for both sides because here's the deal. Let's say Carson Wentz, and this is my prediction, he's going to play the 75% of snaps that he needs to play. And I think he's going to be a good quarterback next year. He has all the tools to be a good quarterback. I mean, what we've seen in Philadelphia in years past, obviously we very, you know, we criticized the weapons. And I would think that Indianapolis has more of weapons than Philadelphia did. And then obviously, like we've talked about with Frank Wright, it should work out on the offensive line and the defense. There's multiple reasons why this should work out for Carson Wentz. If it doesn't work out, then that's a problem. But like I said, if he plays at 75% of snaps, they're happy with it. And he leads them to the playoffs. So let's say the Colts are obviously happy with that. As for the Eagles, if that's the case, they get a one back and hopefully their guy and Jalen Hurts or whoever they want it to be works out as well. They get the one and they get the three and they're happy that they don't have to deal with this guy that was an absolute train wreck last year. So my opinion, it works out very well for both sides. I can understand why. As for the Eagles, they're in a little bit of a situation from a dead cap perspective and who knows what's going to happen with them next year. As a Washington fan, I like to see them suffer. So I will... uh, hoping that it all goes downhill for them. But like I've been saying, I think it's fine for both sides. Oh, well, no, they're dead. The dead cap hit. I mean, they saved money doing this trade. They saved a million dollars. It's just, they're paying 34 million for no one on that team. Right. That's, that's the thing. A lot of people misunderstand how dead cap works and think it, it charges 34 mil and doesn't save money. It's the other way around. Um, But to get back to the trade, um, Look, so Carson Wentz has no excuses now. I mean, he was horrible last year. He was the worst. He was the least accurate quarterback in the league last year from a clean pocket. So he's got a ton of accuracy issues. He always has. Um, He turns the ball over at an unreal clip last year. I mean, just everything you could think about, about being a bad quarterback, he did it last year. He was just horrible, but we were, I especially was the leader of the campaign to fire Doug Peterson. And I stand by Doug Peterson was a big factor in ruining Carson Wentz. But I also stand by the fact that Howie Roseman's way of constructing this roster was a big reason as to why Carson Wentz failed um, last year. Uh, they the whole roster was old as shit. They failed at drafting offensive line depth. They couldn't get him any weapons, and it just was not working out. And he got sick of it, and I kind of don't like the feeling that he just kind of quit right after the first year that it went tough. Uh, but this is a complete and utter failure from an organizational standpoint from the Eagles. I know they won a Super Bowl because of him, and a half he was half the reason they won the super bowl let's be honest uh, as for me i still think if he starts he wins the super bowl as the well year probably on. obviously well, it's unpredictable we will never know. know we will right. never know and i, I don't want to like put an absolute out there that we don't know if it's right. actually going to happen maybe they lose to who they play atlanta in the playoffs maybe they lose to them i don't know maybe they lose to minnesota even though they stomped them uh but Matter of fact is the Eagles, you traded, what did they all trade? Let me look this up. They traded, all right. The Eagles traded eighth overall, a 20, 
2016 third round pick, a 2016 fourth round pick, a 2017 first round pick. That was the first round pick that became Deshaun Watson, by the way. 2018 second round pick for number two overall in order to trade up to get Carson Wentz. And I also think, didn't they trade up to number eight? Didn't they do that? I have no idea. Wouldn't shock me, though. Or they traded up twice in that offseason. Maybe one of the listeners can let us know. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they traded up twice in that offseason to number they went to number eight and then right before the draft i remember they they went up to number two to take Wentz. but um they invested a lot into carson Wentz in order to trade up to get him and obviously it worked out because they got a super bowl out of him kind of but they completely just dismantled his confidence they dismantled this entire team and the eagles are going to suck balls next year they're going to be an atrocious team i mean they're going to have to dismantle the entire roster because of their cap situation where they're i think they're like negative 50 right now so i mean negative 50 million over the cap right now so i i like the return they got i'm surprised they actually got what potentially could be a first round pick for them um but like I said, he's got no excuses with the Colts. I mean, the Colts have everything he needs. He's got his coordinator back where he succeeded in with. I know that he's got two of his past coaches from the Eagles that he wasn't so great with um, in 18 and 19. That Those were going to be the replacements for Reich. But, um, I mean, Colts have a ton of money. They can spend on wide receiver, tackle, do whatever they can to – make Carson succeed I think they're going to do that and if he doesn't work out you cut his ass because you can afford to do it and if he works out you're paying a starting level quarterback almost top 10 level because we've seen Carson Wentz could be a damn good quarterback we've seen it this isn't a pick that just didn't work out like a Paxton Lynch this worked this worked it's just it, it, know it be, can work <laughs> it's like annoying to me also because like when you're seeing those like people rate like the first round picks out of like however many years ago or like just something like that and they'll like qualify Carson Wentz as a bust I'm like you yeah. obviously have not been paying attention to the past four or five years whatever it is that he's been in the league it, it just annoys me because I've said this seven times now but it's like you everyone focuses solely on last year and you I'm not saying you shouldn't because last year was a huge indicator that it can go wrong for him but at the same time I would rather look at what I've seen from him in the past and kind of take that into account than just one singular year and call him a bust yeah he just care he carried that 2019 Eagles team to the playoffs yeah um now I know the NFC sucked that year just like it did this year but um I do want to ask you. Um, so I, I feel like we're both on the same page on this trade. Yeah. Um, with we still believe Wentz can do good, and uh, the Eagles are just a joke. Um, but um, how do you feel about Jalen Hurts? Do you think he's going to be the Eagles starter in 2021, or do you think they're going to go for a guy in this draft? Uh, whether they trade up with Miami, they stay at six and take like a Trey Lance. That'd be hilarious if they took a North Dakota state guy yeah. after a North Dakota state guy. Um, but uh, what do you think is going to happen with that? Uh, I, as of now, I do think it's going to be Jalen hurts. I, I, I've been saying this. I think Jalen hurts sometimes gets a bad rap from people. I don't think he is incredible by any means, but kind of the small 
sample size that I saw from him last year in his rookie year, it wasn't terrible by any means. Obviously it was better than Carson Wentz, but at the same time, how hard was that to do? Um, but I think that if you're going into next year, who knows kind of what the direction is for Philadelphia. Like you said, they're in a huge cap situation and they're going to be really bad next year. So it's almost like if you kind of know that's the expectation, you have a guy like Jalen Hurts who could be the future of your team. Why not kind of just see what he can do in a year two set type of situation, CPS, that sophomore jump. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised at the same time if we're going getting closer to draft night, if the rumors start amounting that they're going to, are interested in taking a quarterback. The problem is though, if you're wanting a guy, obviously, like you said, Trey Lance is six, seems like that could be a case. But if you want a guy like the top three, you know, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, obviously Trevor Lawrence, he's going to Jacksonville, but at the same time, Kirk, 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 are you one of those teams who has Zach Wilson as QB one? I don't listen to him first. I don't know, man. Um, I'm on the Zach Wilson QB one train. No, I'm kidding. Um, and then Justin Fields. The problem yeah. is, all three of them, you don't know if it's going to drop to six. And are you happy with taking Trey Lance with the six overall pick? So maybe a trade up is kind of the situation. Who knows? But as of right now, as of today, I believe that Jalen Hurts will be the starter for them next year. And I really don't think it's that bad of an option. Like I said, small sample size we saw from last year wasn't horrible by any means. I don't think he was incredible, but it's one of the situations where let's just see how he does next year. We're not expecting a lot out of this team. And like we've kind of been referring to, if he's terrible, you kind of make the decision there. But if he's great, you have your QB for the future. I don't know. As it stands right now, I feel like they're going to. I think they're going to go and trade up for a quarterback. Because I talked about this on this pod a few months ago um, when like this Wentz-Hurts situation was going on. Um, Like Jalen Hurts, he only truly had like one really good game uh, it was the Cardinals game. Uh, every other game, he was kind of, eh. he, he wasn't that great. And uh, I, I mean, he flashed in some moments, but he wasn't truly that, that really that good. Um, he relied a lot on his legs and tried playing a lot out of structure when he was playing in structure. He just wasn't that great. And I don't know, I, I, Jalen hurts. Maybe he could be that guy. I don't think Howie Roseman, who likely is now on the hot seat as the general manager in Philadelphia, because I think everyone in Philadelphia is on the hot seat right now, even Nick Sirianni, because they just hired him to fire him in two years. That's just kind of the feeling I have with him right now. Um, I mean, why would anyone take that job? But like, I don't think he's going to bank his job on a quarterback in Jalen Hurts. I just don't think he's going to do it. I think he's going to go balls to the wall. Let's hit on a prospect. And Philly seems to not be afraid to take multiple shots at a quarterback at once. I mean, they just took Jalen Hurts last year. And everyone was like, why the hell are you taking Jalen Hurts? Now it looks kind of smart, but not really. Um, after the season Wentz had, but I don't know. I think they're going to take a quarter. I think they're going to try and take a quarterback. Um, I think they will be in the market for trading up and uh, that would really shake up the draft if they did because like imagine if Philly traded up to three with Miami and like top three picks are the top three quarterbacks Uh, what happens with Carolina like what do they do Uh, are they the Trey Lance team to move up Uh, or does Atlanta take Trey Lance at four 
you know, Atlanta could be a quarterback. One, two, three, well. four, all quarterbacks. That would be weird. That would feel really weird. But um, I mean, Carolina's been all over the rumor mill right now saying we want a quarterback bad, and they've been a Deshaun Watson team. Yeah. I mean, hell, that'd be fun. All right. Well, do you have anything to add to this discussion? Uh, nope. I will just say I'm pretty high on Indy next year. As of you now. think they're a Super Bowl team. Not quite, but I do yeah. think they're capable of maybe reaching AFC Championship. I would feel better about them as a Super Bowl team if they do well in free agency. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we can, yeah, money. that's the thing. It just all depends on what happens in free agency, and we'll cover that all on the podcast. Yeah, because, because I, like, I don't think his weapons right now are like so much better than the Eagles, like as it stands. Yeah. I, th- I think as of right now, I mean, they have what T Y Hilton's a free agent. They have Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, who's not really done anything. And then Jonathan Taylor, who's a beast, my guy. And, um, and then their tight end room is kind of eh. like the true weapon he's getting out of this trade is that offensive line, right? That's, that's the true weapon. And Frank, Reich. Those are his weapons he's gaining in this trade. Uh, but I expect Indy to be aggressive in free agency and they should be because they saved a ton of, they didn't spend a ton last year when I thought they were going to. And um, I don't know. All right. Ready to move on? Yeah, I am. Well, before we move on, this podcast was brought to you by prize picks. The simplest form of fantasy sports right now, you can pick two to five players and can win up to 10 times on any entry it allows multi-sports so you could do Mahomes over on fantasy points and an under on lebron at the same time if you sign up using the code all sports you'll receive an instant deposit match of up to a hundred dollars check it out on the app store price picks are you feeling good you feeling, I'm feeling good? great you feeling good? All right. Why don't you introduce us to our next topic? All right. So we got JJ Watts. You know, obviously we haven't been able to talk about JJ Watts, but we'll talk about it now since we haven't gotten a chance to talk about it on the podcast. JJ Watt was released by the Houston Texans, which is further showing how terrible Houston is. Um, but we already knew how terrible of an organization that is. But JJ Watt is now a free agent. Obviously. The teams that he could go to ranges from Cleveland to Sam's Green Bay, maybe <laughs> Tennessee. There's a loads of team that are obviously interested in him. And for obvious reasons, he's still an elite defensive player and he still has some years left and any team would obviously be interested in a guy like this. So Sam, I'm going to let you talk because like I mentioned, Green Bay Packers, JJ Watt, I'm going to guess you want that to happen. He's going to come back home in Green Bay. He's going to play for you guys. Is that what's going to happen? I hope so. Um, JJ Watt is my favorite non-packer of all time. I absolutely love the dude. I mean, a lot of people love him. I mean, As they who should. doesn't? Yeah, yeah, he's like the most one of the most likable players in the NFL as of right now. And uh, he's a future Hall of Famer, without a doubt. And uh, who wouldn't want to add that to their team? Now, uh, JJ Watt, uh, now he is older and he, he didn't produce last year like he has in previous years uh, because obviously he's had injuries over his career that have sidelined him, but he's still a damn good player. Uh, He just can't be the number one anymore, but if you add him to a championship caliber pass rush, 
Jesus, you're going to have a fun time with that group. So obviously the teams were Green Bay, uh, hoping, Buffalo, Cleveland. Uh, who else has been rumored, Kurt? Do you know? Uh, people are throwing out Pittsburgh just because Pittsburgh. of TJ. Do you have any other teams you think he could potentially mm, go to? I mean, those are kind of the ones I have in mind. Uh, I will say, unless you want to add something. No, no, go ahead. All right. So I'll kind of jump right into this. I really, and people are obviously, this is going to be no surprise to people. I really want to see him. I want to see him in Green Bay for your sake, Sam. Let's go. Don't get me wrong. But (laughs) I do really want to see him in Cleveland because Cleveland, obviously, like you said, he's maybe not this number one anymore, but it was – no, you're years. saying you're not. He's going to be the. He, you think he's going to be the number one in Green Bay? Huh? Is that what you're saying? No. That you think? He, oh, okay. No, no, no. I was saying we don't think he could be the number one oh, anymore. Okay, okay, okay. And then I'm saying, saying if he goes only, to a team yeah, like yeah. Cleveland, obviously, who's the number one? It's Miles Garrett. And but I'm saying though, even though we go back three years ago, I know it seems like a while ago. What was it? 16 sacks he got or something like that. Yeah. And then it's absurd. And then the injuries. You know, we've talked about it. He's had an injury for the three past three out of the four years but regardless he's a great player and houston obviously it's incredible because i you you run the question of you go back to last year and you had jj watt deshaun watson and deandre hopkins your three best players and the organization somehow in some way found a way to get rid of two of them and arguably a third. We'll kind of see what happens, which is Sean He's Boston. gone mentally. But that's right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but the organization is such a joke, and I cannot believe that that has amounted. But as for J.J. Watt's sake, you know, I was talking about this on the podcast however many weeks ago it was. I said, you know, we're focusing on Deshaun Watson, but obviously the report came out from Schefter. He was like, people are kind of forgetting about J.J. Watt. He's unhappy with the situation there. He wants some clarity on kind of what's going on. And the future is a little bit uncertain for him as well. And they obviously came to the conclusion, Houston and J.J. Watt, that they weren't going to, you know, not on the same terms. And they kind of just broke apart. Um, for J.J. Watt's sake, like I've been saying, I'm happy for him because now he's going to go win, hopefully be on a contender and win a ring and not have to stay in shitty Houston anymore, where <laughs> it looks like that is downhill from now. Um, but I'll go back to kind of what I was saying about Cleveland. Cleveland. If you live on a rock, you obviously, or if you don't live on a rock, you obviously know that I was super high on Cleveland and I will continue to be high on Cleveland next year. And obviously the huge, you know, weakness on their team was the defense. And if you can get a guy like JJ Watt to be a part of a mile, be alongside of Miles Garris, Garrett on the front four. I mean, that's absurd. That's going to be mm-hmm. unbelievable. And that's exactly what they need. They're going to afford it. I think it's a good deal. Uh, for Cleveland if they can somehow get him. But like you said, Sam, um, if he goes to Green Bay, it would be a good sign there. Um, It would be interesting to see him in Pittsburgh with TJ Watt, TJ and JJ. That'd be so fun. Uh, And Derek. Derek's there. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) Just get the whole Watt brothers. But we'll see what happens with him. Um, I'm hoping he goes to Cleveland just because, like I've been saying, I love Cleveland. Um, but whatever team he ends up on, I really hope it's a contender because it would be great to see J.J. Watt with a Lombardi trophy. Well, why not get the Lombardi trophy in the city from the coach yeah. that the Lombardi is named after? Okay. Uh, uh, obviously, I want J.J. to go to Green Bay for obvious reasons. I mean, him being my favorite player outside of the Packers, him being my favorite college player 
ever at the Wisconsin Badgers. Him being from not too far from me, where he's from Pewaukee, which isn't that far from me. Um, and him just being a hometown hero. I mean, it's just a dream fit for like every Packers fan imaginable. And we could use him like a lot. Like you can line him up at three, four D end and have Kenny Clark, Zadari Smith, Rashawn Gary and JJ Watt all at once. Who the hell are you double teaming? Like you can't double team everyone. And like, just got to put like that, double the offensive line out there. You just yeah, got to like double exactly. everyone. <laughs> and that it would solve a huge problem that Green Bay had in the NFC Championship game was they couldn't create pressure on Tom Brady. And that would solve a big issue if they had a guy like J.J. Watt uh, to add to that group. And I, I mean, it'd just be so much fun. But the thing is, teams like Green Bay and Pittsburgh, they have right now they are in cap i wouldn't say cap hell maybe cap purgatory it's just it's just a concern yeah they're both like 20 to 30 million over the cap right now and they have to free up a ton of money and both of their deals to jj would probably be backloaded and have a short uh or a small first year guarantee uh that'd be my guess if they were if jj were to sign with one of those two teams um but a list of what jj wants came out it was good quarterback, uh, good surrounding talent, and money. Oh, he doesn't have that in uh, Green Bay. He doesn't have a good quarterback. Yeah, I uh, know. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. But, I mean, Green Bay, quarterback, obviously. Surrounding talent, <laughs> obviously. Money. Eh, let's talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland, just, though. That, Cleveland. It hits every you. mark. It hits every mark. I mean, Baker, obviously, he's the worst Don't quarterback. Don't you dare ever. disrespect Actually, my no, boy he's Baker. Better than ben now, but he's good. He's good. He's good. Um, and then obviously Miles Garrett, and that D line has some decent bodies on it. And then uh they have the most money to offer him. And that's just a fact. So ultimately, I actually don't know where the hell he's gonna go because I could see him wanting to get like good money and be on a team like Cleveland. But I could also see him taking sort of a hometown discount because of how much like he was in green Bay, uh, the Texans and the Packers had like a joint practice and like the 2019 preseason before a preseason game. And like, he got like so emotional, like talking about how much he loved the Packers when he was growing up and how much of a dream it was for him to play at Lambeau as a kid. It was was just I was it like, was beautiful to you. Come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It really just depends how much money he wants. Like he truly wants. And I think that's what it's going to come down to for his decision. I don't know if it's going to happen soon or if it's going to happen. Like once we get a cap set, because yeah. I know the cap floor just got set today at 180, but we don't know the actual cap. I don't know if they're going to wait. He's going to wait till then. Um, who really knows? I don't really know. You don't really know, but uh, I, no, I know he called is me. Your, is your true prediction Cleveland? Is that like your true prediction of where he's? Uh, that or Green Bay? I really think Green Bay is a possibility. What are you picking? Green Bay. I I I would love to see Cleveland though. I'm sorry I, for your sake. <laughs> no, I would love to see him on Cleveland too. Uh, I like Cleveland. I wasn't as big of a believer in them as you were before the season. Obviously you were right. You were like spot on. I was, 
not to give I myself credit. <laughs> I was not. Um, but uh, I'm going to pick Green Bay for my sanity, but I already know I'm going to be let down by us not tr- signing him. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just going to do it anyways because I need to have my my childhood dream come true. I mean, I love You need something to be excited for in Green Bay after the uh, NFC Championship loss. You just need <sighs> something to rejuvenate you. To rejuvenate me? Yeah. Okay. I mean, JJ would be a very nice consolation prize, but uh, it, it's it really just depends on if the Packers are going to prioritize him or they're going to prioritize their own free agents and Corey Lindsley or Aaron Jones, and I hope they prioritize JJ because JJ is a beast and don't pay running backs. <laughs> our number one motto on the podcast, don't pay run. Well, and according to our latest post, it might be don't draft wide receivers as well. So don't draft wide receiver. Yeah. In the top 10. Did you not mean? see the post? Which post? We had this post and it was like the latest top 10 wide receivers. And it was like, and it was kind of evident that it didn't all work out. So, and then so I made a TikTok about it. He was like, you know, don't draft wide receivers high. And obviously we've been stating don't Corey pay running back. Corey Davis. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about this for a second here. Actually. I, I actually we right. could break it down a little more. I, I will All say right. though, um, if you go back to 2011, whoever was the fourth pick and, or. Oh yeah. He, he skips over Julio Jones. Julio Jones I, can, yeah. I already see that. Um, <laughs> let's just not, let's just not bring up yeah, Julio no. Jones, you know, that, yeah, exactly. Uh, potential goat receiver. Yeah. Let's just not bring that up. Uh, okay. But uh, let's break this down just a little more because I actually think this is kind of interesting. Um, it's interesting because there's arguably three wide receivers that are going to go top 10 this year. So is that yeah, the best option? That's, that's the thing. We also thought that multiple were going to go top 10 last year, but that didn't happen. Right. Um, I'm kind of shocked that didn't happen. But <laughs> maybe it doesn't happen again this year because of how crazy deep this receiver class is again. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, all right. The last 10 – Top 10 drafted wide receivers are Corey Davis in 2017. Love Williams, Corey Davis, though. Mike Williams in 2017. John Ross in 2017. Amari Cooper in 2015. Kevin White in 2015. Sammy Watkins in 2014. Mike Evans in 2014. Tavon Austin in 2013. Green Bay Packers legend. Uh, <laughs> Blackman in 2012. And A.J. Green in uh, 2011. I will okay, say to be fair, to be fair to this post, he does order them in what pick yeah. they went in. So yeah. Julio was pick six, I think, or eighth. is he pick five? He was eighth. Yeah. Okay. Well, AJ Green was before that and he does, he does in right. that order. So, so I will we're give gonna, him that. Yeah. We'll give him but that. Technically, if you are going recent like, chronologically backwards, yeah. Julio would be the one listed. Correct. All right, let's see. Who do you think on this list was a hit? Like a guarantee, like a we would say is a for sure hit. Uh, uh, I would say AJ Green. Yep. Let Mike me pull Evans. it up. Correct. Amari Cooper. Correct. Now, okay, let's get into bus territory. All right. Because I think there's some guys you could argue. Justin um, Blackman. That's a bust. Yep. Uh, Austin. Correct. Kevin White. Correct. Ross. Correct. John Ross, dude. Oh my gosh. Well, he should have never been a top ten pick. In the exactly. Exactly. He rocketed it. He was because like a of his round 40. pick because of his yeah. forty. Yeah. It was absurd. All right. 
So the three that you could argue aren't busts, but aren't like hits. You know, like they don't, they weren't worth their top 10 pick, but they're not bad players. Um, Sammy Watkins, Mike Williams, Corey Davis. Now I would say Corey Davis was a bust until this year. Right. This year he actually played Corey Davis. People forget like he was a good prospect, but it was a reach at five. It was a reach. So, I mean, it was a little bit of a concern there, but I'll say this um, just because, like I said, we have three guys who it seems like they are can't miss prospects at the wide receiver spot. And to be fair on film, it looks like that's the case. All three of them are outstanding prospects, but what we've seen from this, I mean, let's go back to Justin Blackman. He was like this can't miss guy out of college and everyone thought he was going to be this top five receiver in the league. And if you watch the film, it was evident that that was the case. Um, it was kind of what was off the field that kind of led to the downfall. But the, the point is, we are saying that, you know, these guys should go in the top 10, but it hasn't worked out. So do you, th- I, cause I feel like we're saying right now, and obviously from a potential standpoint, it's evident that the three guys from this year's class can be really good and it will be, it, they won't be bust like we're putting on this list, but I think at the same time, you can say one or two of them might not work out. Yeah, and I do think there are very valid concerns with each of them. Right. Um, You know, Devonta Smith, I think his frame is a very big deal. Um, Well, because it's like what wide receiver with his frame has succeeded in the NFL? None. Exactly. And also the fact that um, he's been in Bama's program for four years. You don't think they've tried to beef him up? Yeah. Like he's definitely plateaued um, at his weight. And I mean, he's got the best hands in the class for sure. He's silky smooth route runner. I mean, he's everything you'd want in a receiver, but the fact that he weighs like a 10th grader, you know, like that's the thing. Um, And obviously speedsters in the top 10 haven't really worked out. So Jalen Waddles, that kind of deal. And, uh, Jamar Chase, uh, I don't agree with some of the takes on like the negative takes on him, but I don't know. Uh, I really liked Mike Williams coming out. I will I say too. that. I like. I him. still like Mike Williams. I don't think he's terrible. It's just obviously no, he's good. He's a good right. number two. Yeah, it's just obvious he's not like up to par as some of the guys on this list, like Mike Evans and AJ Green and maybe Julio Jones. But we're forgetting about him. Yeah, let's just not remember <laughs> Julio Jones exactly. Uh, but- I okay what the thing is I truly think you draft four positions in the top 10 I think that's like acceptable like really good valuable positions to take at the top 10 there's quarterback offensive line uh, yeah offensive line specifically tackle but if there's like a Quentin Nelson prospect you take it or a Brandon Sheriff yeah (laughs) edge and then I'd say corner, probably. Okay. I wouldn't go corner top three or f- maybe five if he's like Jalen Ramsey, um, who I loved. Uh, but around 10, it's better, if you yeah. ask me. Uh, but those positions are the ones you want to target in the top 10, if you ask me. Uh, don't take a running back second overall, uh, like the Giants. And I don't know. Do you think taking... Do you agree with this post? Do you think drafting a wide receiver top 10 is the right way to go? Because 
time and time again, I mean, you can find really damn good talent on like the late first day. You can. It's just like, here's my thing. Obviously what I've seen from the post, it's evident that it's not always going to work out for obvious reasons, but it's like, I wouldn't solely not draft a wide receiver kind of because of what I've seen. Obviously when you're looking at a prospect, you as the scout or whatever you're evaluating, that's going to triumph everything, even though it's maybe it hasn't worked out like we've seen in this post. But at the same time, it's like we have these three guys that are unbelievable. And if it's a position of need, let's just say the Eagles per se, they're sitting at six and they decide they don't want to go quarterback. Obviously from a weapon standpoint, we've been bashing them for so many years. It would make sense to take like a Jamar chase per se. Yeah. But, at the same time, if it's like, if you can go maybe for like, let's say, you know, let's say Cincinnati, you know, they're at five, obviously from a weapon standpoint, they're not that good as well. But like you said, Sam, if you want to, if you should overvalue or value more of like the positions that you said, quarterback tackle. And when, if there's someone like a Penn Sewell there, you obviously would take him over this flashy wide receiver per se. Yeah. Well, then you could argue like my mock drafts. All right, let's say this. In my mock draft, the latest one that just came out, I gave the Bengals Jamar Chase. Um, I can't believe you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'm kidding. Thing, when I say take the best, take those pro, those specific position groups, I mean, if their value translate to that pick, take them. Like, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Uh, prioritize them over other players around that value. Um so, like, I didn't see anyone who was, like, close to Jamar Chase's value at that spot. So, I took Jamar Chase. Yeah. Um, but I will bring this up. So, I've brought up the top fantasy wide receivers from 2020. Okay? Right. We're going to run through each of them. And we're going to say where they were drafted. And then we could kind of fixate our opinions. All right? All right. All right. Devontae Adams. He was a second-round pick. Okay. Late, late second round pick. Yeah. Number two, Tyreek Hill, fifth round pick. Number three, Stefan Diggs. He was like a fifth, fifth round pick. Out of Maryland. Go yeah. Terps. Calvin Ridley. Uh, uh, late, late first. Yeah. Uh, DK Metcalf, late second. He should have been a first. Uh, everyone knew he should have been a first, but for some reason, the NFL. Because he can't do a good three cone drill, Sam. That's why. <laughs> All right. Judas, he was a late first. Adam Thielen, UDFA. Uh, Mike Evans, top 10 pick. All right. AJ Brown, second round pick. DeAndre Hopkins, late first round pick. That's the top 10. So, so we have how many first round picks out of that? So we have Hopkins, Evans, Jefferson, Ridley. So four of them were top, were first round picks. And one of them is top, top 10. 10. Yeah. Uh, how many were day two? Devontae was a day two pick. DK, uh, DK and AJ Brown. Three of yeah. them were day two. And then... Three of them were, or two of them were day three. One of them was UDFA. So you can get talent, not in the top 10. Everywhere. <laughs> you can get talent everywhere, essentially, at the receiver position if you draft and develop them right. Uh, I like taking receivers on day two. That's just my preference because I think you can get really good talent there. Um, that's just my thing. I, I'm sure if you go down this list, uh, you will find more examples of that. Like, I'm seeing Keenan Allen. Uh, he was like a third round pick. Uh, DJ Moore is a late one who's super underrated, by the way. Um, another Maryland boy. 
Uh, we just breed wideouts. That's what we do. Dude, I'm just saying this now. If DJ Moore had a good quarterback for once in his career, he would be a probably consensus top. Oh, he's getting Deshaun though, so it's fine. Dude, if he got Deshaun, he's going to produce, like, be top five fantasy wide receiver. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about that. Uh, Yes, let's talk about that. All right. That was a 10 out of 10 transition. That was perfect. I haven't done transition game in a while. I haven't. You need to do that. Anyway, so (laughs) we have a list of players that we want to see get traded or is on the trade market per se. And we'll start with Deshaun Watson. Sam, are you on the uh, Deshaun to Carolina train? Do you think he'll stay in Houston? What do you think is going to happen with him? Uh, I think Houston's going to be ignorant and not trade him as they should be uh, because he is a perennial talent. He's top three most valuable player in the NFL. I'd actually say top two most valuable player in the NFL right now. Um, And you can't really value that, you know? I mean, you can't trade Mahomes. You can't trade. You just can't just trade Deshaun Watson. Like that's hard to think, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't think any of these trade offers that are being proposed ma- matches value. And that's why, like, we have this debate all the time on this podcast. It's like, would you trade Chase Young in three firsts? <laughs> nah. No shit, I would trade that for Deshaun Watson. And I think you're insane for still saying no to that. Um, would you trade Darren Waller in four firsts? No shit, I would trade that for Deshaun Watson. Like, his value transcends, like, what we perceive <laughs> what we perceive uh in this nfl like trade scheme i mean we saw matt stafford go for two first we saw uh carson wentz after a dog shit year go for one first potentially and us another day two pick i mean deshaun watson is at least triple the value of those guys like no question and with how the quarterback market is right now, uh, like it was so saturated last year. This year, it's not. It's yeah. saturated in a trade sense, not in a free agent sense. Um, unless Dak becomes available. Um, he's going to Washington. He's not becoming available. But uh, yeah, I, I think they're going to sit on their hands and not trade him. And then once he starts to sit out camp, I think they'll trade him eventually. Uh, but I think he's going to hold out. Um, I want Carolina to go for him, though. Carolina or Denver, one of those two. Yeah, I think on the uh, latest odds, don't know who presented them with us, but Denver's the favorite, which is a shocking. Little, it is so- shocking. I would personally put Houston at one, and then I'd put Carolina at two, and then I would put Denver at three. But I'm no betting expert, so don't listen to me. Um, but Deshaun Watson – I'm with you. If I had a pick, I would think he's going to stay, but it wouldn't surprise me if a team like Denver or Carolina makes the consensus where they're like, we have to kind of go all in. We're going to give up a lot. And Houston's like, this is too good of an offer to where we kind of have to accept. Obviously the direction that Houston's heading in, it's almost like you almost might just want to rebuild with Deshaun. Obviously he's at a fairly young age, but it's like you kind of maybe we'll just do a complete makeover per se. Um, I would like to see him in Carolina. That's the ideal fit. I think if Carolina gets Deshaun, they're scary next year, not maybe to the point of Super Bowl contenders, but they're going to be really good. Um, and the future is bright there. Um, but 
I will also like to see Denver because we've seen from Denver, obviously, since uh, Peyton Manning, they haven't really had a profound starting quarterback. Everyone thought that would be Drew Locke. And I don't hate Drew Locke, but it's kind of evident what we've or seen. Or the GOAT, Paxton Lynch. Yeah, Second exactly. Second mentioned in one episode. That's got to be a record. <laughs> um, it's Drew Locke. It, you obviously, we've been praising, you know, last offseason, everyone thought that Denver was going to be very good this year. So they have talent on that team. And if you get a guy like Deshaun Watson, it could arguably put them in a very good position. So I think it's going to be Houston. But if I want to pick a great spot, Carolina is kind of what I'd go with. Yeah. Like, imagine, like, I was just talking about DJ Moore. Like, holy shit. Imagine oh, with feast. Deshaun. Take him in fantasy oh, if you get God. some. <laughs> I have. Well, I have Deshaun and DJ and Dynasty. Yeah. So I'm praying Deshaun gets traded to like a Carolina or Denver instead of a Chicago or yeah. no offense, Washington. Um, but get him in Absurd. get him in one of these like rich of weapon systems. Yeah. And Joe Brady, like imagine him with Deshaun. Oh my God. He's gonna get guaranteed a head coaching job next year if he gets Deshaun. Almost Watson. got one this year. Uh he should have got one this year, but he didn't. Um, but yeah, I, I'm on the same page as you. All right, moving on. We have uh Sam Darnold. And his market just took a hit today. Yeah. I I wanna say this about Sam Darnold. Um, I don't think a lot of people are gonna agree, and that's fine. I am very, I don't want to say very high, but I am high on Sam Darnold still. I have been preaching Darnold this whole offseason saying he is one of the more underrated players that is potentially going to get a gig somewhere. Obviously, with New York, and I think it's the right decision at the number two overall spot, if you can get a guy like Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, you do that. But Sam Darnold. It blows my mind because it's literally happened with a quarterback in the name of Ryan Tannehill before Ryan Tannehill with Adam Gase was terrible. And the moment he left that situation, he is now a top eight quarterback in the league. Am I saying that Sam Darnold can be a top eight quarterback? No, but at the same time, people saying he is terrible and is the worst star in the league from what we saw last year on an awful jets team. That's fine. But you see what the Jets had offensively, and Sam Darnold had basically nothing to work with, had a terrible coaching staff, and was part of an awful organization. If he gets traded, let's say Washington from my fans' standpoint. If he gets traded to Washington, I think it's a lot better of a situation. The offensive line improves from a weapon standpoint. Obviously, that would be the priority for Washington this offseason. But I really think that – Exactly. We do have money, but I really think that he could flourish in a position like that with a way better head coach. And look, you leave the narrative was with Ryan Tannehill. He left Adam Gase. He succeeded. And there's no doubt in my mind that Sam Darnold, who, I mean, we've both said this many times on the podcast. He was our number one quarterback coming out of the draft. We thought that his talent was so evident at USC. And I just think that with New York, he got thrown into an awful situation in the second half of the year with the New York Jets, same head coach, still a not so good offensive supporting cast. Obviously the defense was pretty good in that second half of the year. I think it was like top 10. Um, he was seven and six or something. So it was evident that we could see this guy win and that he showed flashes of talent, but there's people out there who were saying that this guy is terrible and I just don't believe it. And I think that if he gets put in a good position, 
he's very much capable of winning and being a starting quarterback. Yeah, I I don't know what's going to happen to him because uh, his market took a, a hit today um, because the Indianapolis Colts are now out of his his market. And a lot of people, including us, had him as a natural fit there throughout the season. I mean, we were pioneering for that fit to happen like the entire year. And it just never happened, obviously. And now it's definitely not going to happen. Um, and I don't know what's going to happen with him now. Um, maybe the Bears, maybe the Washington football team. Uh, who really knows? I don't think you're going to get a one for him anymore. I just as, don't. As stupid as it sounds, I would be happy with Darnold in Washington. Would you trade I, your one for him? No, now? no, I wouldn't. Would you trade a two and a five, four? Probably. Sheesh. It's just like this team is this team is in a position where I don't I understand Taylor Heineke was great in that playoff game, but Taylor Heineke cannot be the starting quarterback heading into next season with a roster, especially defensively, that is capable of going to the playoffs and who knows what will happen there. Um, and I just think that even though we've missed out on Stafford and we are probably going to miss out on Watson and Dak, these top tier quarterbacks, you kind of have to come to the consensus where you obviously, if you're not going to get them and you're going to get a guy on the bottom tier of things like a Sam Darnold, maybe a Marcus Mariota will bring him up next. Um, or you draft one. I mean, I think with the drafting, you either have to move up or you're taking Mac Jones. And with Patriots sitting at 15, who knows if Mac even falls to 19. So drafting quarterback, as much as people say it's an option for us, because it most definitely is, I really don't think that's going to happen. I think that we're going to settle for a guy like Mariota or Darnold. And to be honest, I wouldn't hate it. Look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, Darnold's probably going to end up in – one of these three or four locations um chicago because they're desperate as hell yeah um washington carolina with their second round pick i think is a definite possibility even though i think that's their least ideal scenario out of all their scenarios that dr strange has laid out for them and then uh what was the other one i was thinking i i can't think of the other one but one of those teams, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what he's going to go for. It's surely not a one. I don't think he's going for a one now. He shouldn't. He shouldn't now. And uh, I thought before the one trade that you would, could get a one for him. And now I don't think that's going to happen really. Um, and also the fact you might pick up his fifth year option. Who really knows? But these teams that are like in the market for him, like are super desperate like they are super desperate for quarterback and i just don't see them being that desperate you yeah. know mm-hmm. uh like we just saw the bears had trubisky and who just couldn't get it together and they're gonna trade a one for a guy who can't get it together like i'd rather trade for mac i'd rather take mac jones than do that like any day of the week um I'm actually liking Mac Jones as a blade, not going to lie. I have too. His, he is skyrocketed off my board. The senior, obviously the senior bull helped him tremendously. And if you go back and watch his film from the senior year, obviously people are going to like just say, or junior or whatever it was for them. Um, 
but it, it doesn't matter regardless. But like I was saying, people just criticize him because of the weapons that was around him. And that's a fair case. I mean, when you have these, you have Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, arguably the best offense in the league or in the college football, you're going to succeed well. But it's if you watch the film, he's a good quarterback and he makes a lot of the right decisions. So I don't hate it. But check him at 19. I don't know. I mean, it depends. Obviously, it depends. Do you like the pick? Do you like my pick in your mock? Or my mock? I didn't hate it. Uh, It just all depends. Obviously, it depends on what we do. And it's with every team. It depends on what happens in free agency. Look, man, I think Washington is going to, you know, I'm probably going to explore this option in the next mock when I do trades. Uh, I think they're going to trade up with Detroit to get Trey Lance. I'm just saying that. Can you imagine Trey Lance on Washington? Well, he does everything you like in like everything Scott Turner did with Cam Newton, you can do with Trey Lance. I will just put that out there. I think I'd come on the post-draft podcasts that we do. And I would I I I literally think I would talk about it for the whole hour or like two hours. Well no, Kurt, we're do we're doing the live draft. That's true. And we'll get your live reaction. So uh all right, moving on to our next uh candidate to be traded is Marcus Mariota. All right. So I will say this about Mariota. We're on the topic of obviously quarterbacks and with Mariota, we've listed the teams that he could go to. If I think, cause I'm just going to throw this out there cause I'm a fan. I think Darnold to Washington, that's just my prediction as of now. So with Mariota, a lot of people are thinking he could stay maybe in Vegas, but what we saw from the small sample size with him, you know, it was good, and maybe he's going to end up on another team. So, I don't know. Maybe a Chicago, if we're saying they're desperate for a quarterback. But I don't think it's going to end up staying in uh, uh, Vegas. So, what do you think? Yeah, I think he'll go for like a four, something like that, to like a Chicago or a um, – I think uh, Washington would – I actually think Washington is the most likely spot for him. Yeah. Uh, I think you would trade a four for him and then take a guy to go behind him. I think you would do that because I think Mariota can do the things that Scott Turner likes. Um, So I think Washington's his most likely landing spot. Um, Yeah, I do think he'll get dealt. Wouldn't Um, hate it. I know you're probably going to be confused, but an athletic writer by the name of Mark Bullock or no longer the athletic writer, but he, um, he did a film study on Mariota. He's a Washington fan, and it was the whole, will he work out in Washington if, that was a, if the trade was to concur? Um, and it, he had a lot of positive things to say about him. I mean, you look at the game against the Chargers last year. That was kind of the only thing we could look at. He played well. Yeah, he was and good. a lot yeah. of people were campaigning that he should start over Carr, which was dumb, but whatever. <laughs> um, but it just goes to show he can start in this league. All right. Well, who we got next, Kurt? All right. So we got Allen Robinson. And I was talking about this before you on the podcast. I was like, why are we doing them? He's a free agent. But you came up with the idea that they would tag him and then look to trade him. So that's kind of why we're presenting Allen We could also kind of do this with Kenny Galladay, like in the same vein, because apparently he might get tagged. Correct. Um, Um, I don't know. Team with cap space. Right. Team with cap space that'll trade like a two or a one for him. Correct. Trying to think off the top of my head where he could end. Obviously, there's Colts, loads of team. Washington. Oh, I, love Washington. I, I just don't think it's going to be Washington as much as I love it to be. Miami. Yeah. Um, Miami would make the most sense. Maybe but, Baltimore. 
Um, I think uh, I kind of think Baltimore will settle for someone like a Corey Davis in free agency and not go for like a big name wideout. Baltimore has a lot more problems than just oh, a lot of fans of Baltimore blame Lamar's passing problems on his receivers, and it's just so wrong. There's a lot more issues on that offense than that the receiving core. Well, what do you expect from Baltimore fans? I mean, if you put Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, he makes that receiving core look decent. All right. Uh, I'll just put that out there. All right. Yeah. Uh, who's next? My Discord blacked out. So You're I, good. Can't, I got I it. Can't see. Uh, Orlando Brown is who we got next. Obviously, the whole thing where he wants to play a left tackle. He is a left tackle, but with Ronnie Stanley at the left tackle position, he got moved to right tackle. And he's like, well, I want to get paid. And, you know, I want to be the uh, left tackle on a team. I'm going to throw this out there. I think Jacksonville makes a lot of sense. Uh, Jacksonville has the money to do so. And Orlando Brown, uh, good player, obviously. Um, and he kind of got overshadowed by Stanley at the left tackle position. They have the money to do so. And if they want to put Trevor in the best case scenario from an offensive line standpoint, you do this. Yeah, I kind of like that. Um, the thing is, like, he's in already the, like, perfect scheme fit for him like a ton of vertical sets all that kind of jazz and he wants out i'm gonna guess he wants to move because he wants left tackle money um and i get it left tackles get paid boatloads more than rights um so i don't really know i mean washington colts throw washington for every team i love it because it's the teams that have cap space, and there's not a lot of teams that have a lot of cap space. It's awesome. Oh, to have cap, cap space. It's a beautiful thing. Because of the cap dropping. That's the only reason. Uh, Miami actually wouldn't be terrible because you play them on the left side, and that's not to his blind side. So you could get away with him playing left, but he's still technically playing right, but it's just inverted <laughs> if you think of it in a funny way. Right. Um, but uh, then you have to pay him like that, but he's not really that. I don't know, man. Um, I, still, I still think Miami should target Sewell at three if they stay at three, but they should trade out. All right, next. All right, so we got Stefan Gilmore. Um, obviously, he's still a great player, and he, he was the 2019 Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he's just rising in age, and I think that New England can make a, a trade to get him out of there. Uh, what are you thinking, person fits? Uh, so he's got one year left on his deal. So he's not like a first round pick to trade for. Um, he'd be more like a day two pick. I'm thinking like a second, maybe, maybe a three and a, like a three and a four, um, similar to the Darius Slay trade, maybe, maybe a little more value than that. Um, I really like Cleveland for, for him. Oh Yeah. Because, I mean, put him across from uh, Denzel Ward. I mean, shit. But they run – he's so good at man. And the, Cleveland's one of those cover three spam teams. Um, and I don't think – I don't know. Hmm. I, maybe Vegas. I don't know what that situation would be. I don't know, man. Like, he's we'll so see. hard to do because there's not a lot of teams that, like – run new england's defense anymore right. because like every one of them that's moved from new england hasn't worked out uh <laughs> uh except miami but miami's in division so like that's not gonna happen yeah um i don't know i i'm thinking cleveland 
That's like the one I can think of off the top of my head. I don't know if you can think of any others. No, I I don't know. It's I don't really know what's gonna happen with him. We'll Maybe just kind of da- see. No, Dallas can't afford him. They they'd have to pay him a new deal. Maybe Indy, because Indy has cap space and they have a need at corner. I could see that. Oh, but they just traded their take two picks uh, for Carson Wentz. Yeah, they still have their two this year, so they could trade that. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. All right. Last one we got is Zach Ertz. Uh, reading this right now, it says that um, the Colts and the Seahawks uh, are trying to strike a deal for Ertz per Ed Kratz of Sports Illustrated. So take that with a grain of salt, but those are just two teams that are uh, supposedly on the market for Zach Ertz. Oh, what do you think? Uh, it would make sense, I guess. I don't for- think he's getting traded. I think he's getting cut, and then he's going to sign with the Colts. That's what I think is going to happen. Fair enough. I yeah, I I think that Philadelphia is kind of going to work out, see if they can get something for him, and then if nothing really comes to the conclusion, they'll just cut him. But I he's going think- to go. For- oh, sorry. He, uh- Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the reality is, and we can all agree on this, uh, he will not be Eagle next year. Yeah. If he, I think he's going to cut, but if he does get traded, it's going to be for a lot less than you're going to expect he goes for. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a, like a day three pick, yeah. probably late day three. Right on. All right. Is there anything else you want to add on? No. No. Uh, good pod. Uh, Sully, where are you at? Yeah, Sully's currently uh, on the beach at Florida having a great time while we're uh, recording the podcast for it. But regardless, thank you guys for listening to the Highlighted Podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday for an episode. Uh, make sure you use the promo code All Sports for prize picks. Uh, and until next time, we'll catch you guys later.